Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to Aging in Style with Lori Williams. I'm really excited that you're here today. We have a great, great, great show talking about um, residential care homes. And it's something I've wanted to talk to talk about for a while because a lot of people that I speak with, they have never heard of residential care homes or group homes, however you may um, hear them referred to. So I thought we just really need to go into detail and talk about a care home. And I when I thought of who I wanted to interview, Jennifer Davis popped in my head because I know her really well. She has an absolutely beautiful, beautiful house in the Flower Mound area, and the name of her home is Davis Family Elder Care. And she said yes, that she would join us today. And um, so let me tell you a little bit about Jennifer. She has a master's in education. She has a family history. Her family owns residential care homes in California, and she and her family have been in Texas for two years. And her home, I believe she opened it in January, but she can tell us more about that. So welcome, Jennifer. I'm so glad you said yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good. So let's get started. And uh, I always like to ask people, you know, how you got involved working with seniors. So what drew you to a career in seniors and opening your own care home? Well, between my husband and I, both sets of grandparents uh, in our families have lived with Alzheimer's, some type of dementia. And so it's always been very important to our family. And then we also have several family members on my husband's side that have care homes in California. So we had a lot of good resources to draw from for something that was already important to us. And so it gave us a really good foundation to get started with. Yeah, I bet it did. You know, having you, you seen you've seen it work, you've seen care homes and you see um, what a benefit they are to families. Um, so people, a lot of people have never heard of residential care homes. So let's start there with you telling us what they are, you know, basically, who is a good fit for a care home. And we'll just kind of talk about that. So a residential care home is just a very small facility. And in the state of Texas, we can be licensed for dementia care or just for assisted living. So we can have a variety of uh, residents in our homes. Yeah. And also in Texas, you can either, some homes are unlicensed. You can have, I believe it's up to three that are unlicensed or the homes can be licensed and they're licensed like an assisted living community would be, correct? So we follow all the same rules as the bigger facilities, we are just a smaller facility. So our house is 3,500 square feet and we are licensed for up to eight residents. So being a smaller type of facility, it gives us the flexibility to customize the care and the experience that our residents are getting a lot more closely to meet their needs. So we can talk to the families and find out what our residents' favorite foods are and then adjust our menu so that we have 
you know, shrimp cocktail once a week or um, we have one resident, her favorite is pizza and beer. <laughs> so every now and then on a Sunday night, we'll have pizza and beer and turn on a sports um, show and, and she's thrilled. Mm-hmm. So those type of things are what you will find in a small residential care home versus a larger facility. It's more of a one-on-one customizable, um, better caregiver to resident ratios. Like our residents, we have two caregivers on shifts all the time. And the max number of residents we will have would be eight. Wow. So that's very thorough, very detailed attention to each resident. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing with care homes, like people have asked me before, well, how do you, how do you find one? Well, you don't, it's not like you drive down the street and assisted living has a big sign out front. So a care home, it's a home in a regular neighborhood. So you could drive by and never have a clue that that was a care home. And I know when I came to visit your home, I knew exactly where it was. I had driven by it a million times without a clue that it was a residential care home. (laughs) You would not know we are here. We are in a single family home. Yeah, it's beautiful. And what's nice and and different about your home, you also have a large like backyard area. You have a swimming pool where people can just, you know, kind of sit out there and enjoy being out. And it has, even though you're in town, you have sort of a country feel to it, which is nice. Yeah, well, that's one of the benefits of being anywhere in the Flower Mound, Double Oak areas, we, we kind of have that country feel, but then we can shop at Whole Foods or mm-hmm. Target or right around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> that's always nice. <laughs> yeah. So also with the care home, I mean, when we think about the type of people, you know, who move there, it's not, not typically are you going to find someone who is just wanting to move in to get meals. It's typically someone who is going to have some care needs or some dementia. So would you say most people that are moving in, they have, you know, they need care with at least a couple of their ADLs, activities of daily living, or, you know, have some dementia? Yes. Our residents are typically individuals that they need some care. Some things they're able to do independently. And our particular facility works with the Montessori uh, principle is we have our residents do everything that they can. Mm -hmm. Uh, We try not to take skills away from them by imposing ourselves on them. So we have several residents that are able to fold their own laundry. They're able to hang their own laundry, make their own beds, uh, set the table. And so we encourage them to do that to the extent that they are able. So while we have a resident that may be able to do those things and set the table, she can't organize her own medicine. Mm -hmm. So we control all of her medicine and make sure she gets what she needs every day while she's setting the table, you know, Mm -hmm. or uh, we have a resident that she loves to wash dishes and dry dishes. That's she was a homemaker. That's what she knows. And so she will not do crafts with us, (laughs) but if we have somebody at the sink washing dishes, she is glued to their side. And so sometimes we will pull clean dishes. Like we have some plastic dishes that we use and we'll pull those out, put them in the wash basin and she will wash them because she enjoys doing it and she's able to. So instead of taking that experience from her and no, no, we can do it. We encourage her to 
to go ahead and participate in doing that because that gives her a sense of self-worth and value. Yeah, a sense of purpose. So yes. she has, she probably always did the dishes and, you know, now she, she feels like she's contributing and she has that, like I said, sense of purpose. And something that I, I've always found when I walk into a residential care home, it really feels more like a family. And I feel that, especially when I walk into your care home, that it does feel like a family environment. And I think that's probably really important, especially for a senior who maybe doesn't want to be in a larger community with, you know, a hundred other people. Maybe they really are more, they like something smaller. They want to feel like they're in a home and, and they just don't like that vibe of being with that many people. Right. And we work really hard at continuing that family feeling. We will serve meals when we are not under COVID circumstances. We will serve meals family style where we put a plate of steaks or we put a, a big salad bowl that all goes onto the table and our residents that are able to will serve themselves mm-hmm. uh, because that's again that's what they what they know what they are able to do and how they've always lived mm-hmm. so it's just a continuation of their family it's just in a different location yeah and you become like another family to them um, and, and with care homes, so to kind of envision it, if you've never seen one, so it's, it's just a regular house and things have been, you know, in some cases like the, I think you did like the shower, made the shower where it's easier access, um, you know, for anyone who have mobility issues. And so you have bedrooms and, you know, people rent or is how they take advantage of this. They, they rent a room, basically, one of the bedrooms. Um, some actually share if budget is an issue. You have some that share. And then there's also, you know, a master bedroom. So just kind of picture your house and picture if it was a care home and you had seniors that were being cared for there. So I, I think sometimes it's, it's hard to envision until you see one, but it's basically, it's a, a regular house, correct? <laughs> yes. And so what we did is, the modifications that we all wish we could make at home to take care of our, our parents and our grandparents at home. We've made those modifications to the house here so that they can come here and live in a family home setting. And you could, they can, you know, go into a shower, roll in if they're in a wheelchair or or however you get them in. Whereas at home, they may have just had a bathtub and it was difficult to step over and get into a bathtub. Um, the other thing that y'all do, you do activities. And so tell us about some of the activities that you do. We do a whole variety of activities. Right now, we are turning our front family room into a paper garden. We We received a donation from a family that had lived here. And they, we, she asked if we would use it to, to buy park benches for our oh. outside garden. Her mom loves sitting in the garden. And so we bought the park benches and one of our residents and my husband put them together. And they're so, they're such great benches that Mm -hmm. we didn't want to put them outside yet because we can't take advantage of them due to the heat. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, how are we going to use these benches? And this is what we came up with. We made a bunch of paper flowers. Our residents have been busy making um, coffee filter butterflies (laughs) and doing some beautiful beaded flowers. Mm And so they have done that part. The caregivers and I have done some of the paper flowers and it's all starting to come together. We have the park benches in here and we've got a, a tree, paper tree that we made oh, wow. on the wall. So they'll be able to sit under the tree on the park benches while they enjoy the flowers. 
I love and, it. You'll have to take some pictures so I can share. <laughs> we were laughing yesterday because I walked through the, the family room and there was a little ladybug on one of our paper flowers. Aww. So, ladybugs we, are a good sign, a sign of luck, yeah. I believe. <laughs> we do large scale activities like that. And then we also do smaller things. We play bingo, mm -hmm. we do karaoke. And right now we are taking advantage of some videos that we found on YouTube with chair dancing and chair yoga. And the residents love it. We have one lady and she does not follow along at all, but she is up and she is dancing and she's cracking up. <laughs> and one of our, one of our sweet residents, our, um, our solo man, he sits in the back of the, the little area that we dance in mm -hmm. and we, we let him know, hey, we're going to exercise. He says, okay. And then immediately he goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wake him up after we're done exercising. And we ask him, so how was it? Did you, did you feel the burn? Did you get your exercise? And he said, it was a great exercise. <laughs> <laughs> he was dreaming about exercise, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he through the whole thing. But and he cracks up every time. That's so cute. And I know with this gentleman, because he's actually one that I sent over to you, and he is so sweet. And he's become like he's he's um, the sole man there right now. So he's pretty much spoiled rotten, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you told me that that all the all the ladies pretty much cater to him. I think that's too cute. <laughs> oh my goodness, our ladies are you know have a history of being caregivers. Sure. They were stay-at-home moms and, you know, office ladies, and they've always been caretakers and caregivers. And so if we are not paying enough attention in, in their eyes, we will turn around and somebody will be feeding our, our, our gentleman or, you know, somebody is always, always fixing his something, mm -hmm. you know, fixing the buttons on his sleeve or fixing his shirt protector or making sure that his his glass and his napkin and his plate are just so. <laughs> oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah. And in return, our ladies are a huge motivation for him mm -hmm. because he sees them and their independence. And it's, it's motivating for him because he doesn't want to be the person being taken care of. Yeah. He wants to get up and do things on his own. So he's, he's benefited from that, mm -hmm. that small scale and doing some things that, um, that he wasn't doing in his previous environment. Yeah. And I think um, to, to kind of paint the picture and who is a good fit for a care home, I, we can give a couple of examples. And one that I can think of that has actually come up a couple of times are um, people who are in independent living with, and we've talked about it before, the independent livings that have all the meals and, and everything as part of it. But there comes a point, especially if someone has dementia, if you have a little dementia, it is still possible to function in, a, in an independent living environment. But there comes a point where if the person is just so confused and they're not bathing, they're not dressing appropriately, they are confused when they walk out of their apartment, or God forbid, they have walked out of the independent living community and have gotten lost. I mean, these are, these are people who are great candidates to go to that next step that let's take a look at a at a care home. Um, you know, I mean, there's the other options, of course, of assisted living and memory care. But a lot of times, 
You know, it's it's based on the individual, but a, a lot of times a smaller environment, like we said earlier, that's just a better fit for some people. Right. And um, go ahead. I said, I think it's a personality mm-hmm. thing. Um, our, our residents, a few of them have come from independent living and and they're, they're pretty happy-go-lucky individuals. And they are happy to just be with other people and have people to talk to. Mm-hmm. And they are not, they're not intimidated by having this new family that's, that's here all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are just happy to have other people that are happy to, to be around. And there's always somebody awake here. Mm-hmm. So if they're up at two or three in the morning, they can have a caregiver to sit with them and, you know, have an extra little ice cream or, mm-hmm. or a glass of water and some more warm milk or whatever they need. So I think it's a personality. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, and it, it's funny when I start telling people about care homes, you know, some people are either they just cannot picture it at all. And some are like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this existed. This would be perfect for my mom or dad or grandma. So, um, you know, it's it's a nice thing in senior living that we have so many different options, something to fit everyone. But I do feel like care homes are overlooked because people don't know enough about them yet. I agree. And we are going to change that. <laughs> so with um, with COVID, of course, we'll talk about the C word. <laughs> that has changed things for for everyone. So what adjust, adjustments and changes have you had to make um, in your community to, you know, to, to just keep everyone safe? Well, in our community in particular, uh, right now we have five residents. So... We meet some of the guidelines for that 10 and under, so we can still eat together. We just, where our caregivers used to sit and eat meals with our residents, our caregivers eat after. They just don't eat with the residents anymore. Mm -hmm. As far as visitors, we're only allowed to have medically essential personnel in the building. So our family members are doing a lot of window visits. We do a lot of um, virtual visits. We stream um, all of our television services in the building are done streaming through Apple television. Mm-hmm. And so we use a lot of FaceTime with families. Uh, and that, that is something that was not previously being done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we traditionally have had families, they have 24 hour access to our home. We are a um, dementia certified facility. So our, all of our exits are keypad entry. And so our families all have those keypad codes. Mm -hmm. They can come and go as they want 24 hours a day. And so that has had to change a little bit because now they have to have, you know, a caregiver get the residents set up at the window, you know, help them with the phone. So that's a little Mm -hmm. bit tricky. Um, But our families have adapted beautifully. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing, not having as many people to care for, you're able to give them that more one-on-one attention and help them, I'm sure, with the get get in position for the uh, window visit or using the iPad. Because I know it's technology with some really older seniors. It, it's, it's not always an easy thing. So they need someone to help them. So um, I'm sure that has been a huge benefit that you have someone there to uh, to help them connect. Absolutely. And our our caregivers have been great, and even our residents have been very 
understanding and very accommodating to watching their families outside of the house, Mm -hmm. not being able to come in. And they've been very understanding with talking to them on the phone and, you know, Mm -hmm. your daughter has a cold. She can't come in right now. And they they're okay with that. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. Um, and you mentioned earlier about earlier about medical uh, medically essential personnel. So, and, and I've talked about this on other shows. But if you you know if you need additional like home health, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, those services are available to go to your home, or if your home is in the residential care home, they can come to you there as well as hospice services. So those were the types of services you were. Um, speaking about right absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah we have a lot of um home health and hospice companies that we work with that send their their nurses and caregivers um to provide the services that our residents need Mm -hmm. do you have doctors that come for visits too or do you have we do good yeah we have a podiatrist Mm -hmm. and we are working with a dentist to, to get started with the dentist as well. Very good. So the only thing that a care home, what kind of would be different between a care home and maybe an assistant living is that you don't provide the transportation to a doctor. Is there anything else you can think that would be different? Because in an assisted living, they can provide that transportation. However, you know, if someone has dementia or has, you know, a lot of care needs, you probably would want someone going with them, a family member. So that's... I just kind of thought about that, that it doesn't really matter so much that you lose that transportation piece, do you think? Um, you know, I think it just really depends on the family. For us right now, with the COVID situation, mm-hmm. I'm taking a resident to, to see an orthopedic surgeon on Monday. Oh, you are? Because, okay. Because the family member can't provide the same, um, the same level of cleaning and disinfecting and personal protective equipment. I can I can take her and monitor all of that and keep her status as COVID negative. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we turned her out to her family member to take her and brought her back, we would have to put her as an unknown status. Yeah. So, so depending on the home and depending on the situation, we have a little bit of flexibility with that. In general, we help coordinate care. Um, So we are often the go-between between the doctor and home health and the family Mm -hmm. so that there's a single point of of communication if that's what the family wants or all three services can report back to the families. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in this case, I can help the family by taking by taking our resident to the to the doctor down the street and I can help keep her safe. Very good. And. I think we also kind of touched on about meals that y'all do provide the three meals and snacks and everything is home, home cooked, right? Home prepared. And you ask around, you ask what kind of foods they like to eat and um, prepare the meals that way. Um, Yeah. What are some of their favorites? They love um, smothered cube steak. They, They like the lasagna that Miss Lori makes. We actually have, we're a little bit spoiled. <laughs> we actually have a lady that comes in and cooks for us five days a week, nice. which is not is not typical. Mm-hmm. But um, she cooks for us five days a week and then prepares meals for our caregivers for Saturday and Sunday that can go in the crock pot or go into the oven mm-hmm. so that we don't ever have a situation where we have 
two caregivers assisting residents and a pot of spaghetti water on the yeah. stove. <laughs> so that has been very nice. Like I said, we're a little bit spoiled. Uh, but the residents love, they, they love pretty much anything that Miss Lori puts out on the table for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their... One of their favorites is homemade pizzas because they make them themselves. Oh, how fun. We use the Oboli pizza crust and we, we get the pizza sauce and and then they can pick whatever they whatever they want on their pizzas. Mm-hmm. And so that's always fun. Yeah, <laughs> they're a part of creating their meals. So that's nice. Uh, is there a, I know you probably have a bunch of these, but is there a senior that comes to mind that you just find you know, extremely inspirational, someone who when you think their name, you're like, yes, he or she is an inspiration. Well, don't tell my mother-in-law that she's a senior. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't tell her that she's a senior. Um, but she has been very inspirational to my husband and I in this whole journey uh, of getting our, our this care home set up. Mm-hmm. She runs care homes in California and has always taken care of our family and siblings my husband's siblings and just she's she's just everywhere and then she loves the grandkids oh my goodness she is very involved with with all of the activities and you know even though we are 1500 miles away she she still finds a way to connect with the kids and run her business Mm -hmm. and she's just amazing and she's very knowledgeable and insightful and she's been a fabulous resource for us. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. How many care homes does she run? Uh, she has two. And then it's it's very much a family business. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother and sister-in-law and all of their children, between everybody, I think there's about 30. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's great. So is that going to be you one day, Jennifer, here in Texas? Possibly. <laughs> well, I know you're off to a great start because you have done a fabulous job. And I know all the families I've sent over to you have absolutely loved your care home and and you personally. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, well, that is, um, I think you've answered all of our questions on care homes. And if anyone has additional questions, I'm going to have all of your contact information, um, your website, so they can go on and take a look at your house. And we'll also get some pictures that we can post too on my website. So I will have all that information. You can visit my website to, to learn more about care homes and about Davis Family Elder Care and Jennifer Davis. And my website is www.loriwilliams-seniorservices.com. So you can always go there to see And um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a review. Let us know how you liked it. And we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.